Lord of the Worlds, Sustainer, Cherisher, Nourisher, Creator of the entire universe. He is the Creator and everything else besides Him is creation. He owns everything, He owns us and He is the one determines everything for us and He will surely meet Him with all of our actions and our beliefs. So it is best in the salutations on the beloved Messenger of Allah, Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam his family and his friends and all of the Sahaba and companions of those following to the day of rising. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhum. We welcome the radio station, Voice of the Cape and all of its listeners and we say to everyone, Jiwa Mubarak to everyone and we also say Mubarak to the New Year Muharram Mubarak that has now been ushered Alhamdulillah into us and we also say shukran to the Qari Sheikh Harun Musa Alhamdulillah for his beautiful rendition of the Holy Quran and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to illuminate his heart and all of our hearts with the beautiful recitation of the Holy Quran Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us this new year of Muharram and last night we ushered in the new year with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the talawit al-Qur'an in this masjid alhamdulillah and the voice of the Cape was also present to broadcast it live to the community at last and to the Muslims alhamdulillah and we say shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided us to be able to welcome this new year where others would be rather they would welcome their new year with drunkenness and lewdness and promiscuity and evil and dancing and all of those kind of things which is also displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the coming of this new year, we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that there be a lot of khair and barakah, prosperity, peace and serenity for the year yet for everyone including the global ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us with Islam, the perfect way. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is perfect, and everything that comes from Him is perfect, and everything besides that, that is by man, is imperfect. So that is which calls fallibility. Those who follow Islam, they will indeed be of those who will be successful in this world, and also in the next world to come. The love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate aim of all spiritual stations and endeavors. Now this is the highest apex of all the levels of spirituality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Holy Quran and He says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّا لِلَّهِ in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 165, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the believers and He says, 
and those who believe they are stronger in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Maidah verse 54, يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهُ Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He loves them and they love Him. Subhanallah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah Al-Imran verse 36 and verse 31, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say if you truly love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you show the true love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, follow me, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will surely love you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. Alhamdulillah, there are many ayat Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights the love of Allah. And also the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informs us. And he says, in this hadith, on Anas ibn Malik, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ ثَلَاثٌ مَنْ كُنَّ فِيهِ وَجْدَ بِهِنَّ حَلَاوَةِ الْإِيمَانِ يَكُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِمَّا سِوَاهُمَا وَإِنْ حُبُّ الْمَرْأَةِ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Prophet speaks to us and he says, there are three qualities, whoever has them will taste the sweetest of iman, of belief and faith. To love Allah and His Messenger more than anything else. And to love the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to abhor returning to infidelity and kufr after Allah saved him from it. And he would abhor to be thrown into the fire. So that is how he would rather abhor returning to infidelity. Yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the love of Allah is more than anything in terms of tasting the sweetness of Iman, which is directly connected to our belief, subhanAllah. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in another hadith, he highlights to us, he says, An Anis radiallahu anhu, called Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, An Arabiya called Rasul, Mata'asah, called Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ma'adatta laha, قال حب الله ورسوله قال أنت مع من أحبت أحببته أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه رحمة الله بدون كم ترسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يسكتين أو رسول الله when will be the hour the last day the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم then answered him by saying what preparation have you made for it and he said I have only the love of Allah and His Messenger then the Messenger of Allah said you will indeed be with those whom you love. Subhanallah. Ya alhamdulillah, Rasulullah sallam highlights again the essential quality of love itself. And then hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, an authority of Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'an. Ida habba Allah ta'ala al-abd, nada jibreel, inna Allah ta'ala yuhibbu fala fulanan fa'ahbibtu. Fa yuhibbu jibreel fayunadi fi ahli s-samaa. إن الله يحب فلانا فأحبه فيحب أهل السماء ثم يوضع له القبول في الأرض اتفق عليه يا نبي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم he highlights love again and he says when Allah سبحانه وتعالى loves a slave a servant of Allah سبحانه وتعالى then he calls جبريل عليه السلام the archangel and he says to him I love such a person so and so and then Jibari and Salam 
he then loved that person. And after that, Jibreel announces to the inhabitants of the Sama, to all the angels, and Allah subhanahu loves such such person, so they also love him. And then the, those on the earth get that in their hearts to love that particular person. Subhanallah. Now, if we just think about that and reflect on that hadith, the Rasulullah mentions here, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then declare his love to that person and instruct the archangel to love him, who is in charge and the head of all the angels, and then instructs them to also love that person. And then the instruction comes down to the dunya and enters the heart of the people to love that person. And I have to think about that. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved that person, and all the angels love that person, if the angel of death comes to you, he will come to you with love, and then he will take your soul and extract your soul with love. Will there be any pain in there? Subhanallah. If the angel of the qabr come to interrogate you, munkar and nakir, they will come with love to you. Will they then interrogate you in such a way to be scared of them? Well, they will do it in such a beautiful way of love to you. Even the angels who record on your shoulders, Raqib and Atid, the good and bad deeds, they love you. And what is it they will record for you? Out of love, they will rather restrain not to put in anything of false. And rather write down on you, they will say it is good for you. And they will be rewarding to you. Subhanallah. Now in that, isn't it for us then to endeavor for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And then Rasulullah also speaks about Allah's love. And he says in this hadith, An Abi Urayrat radiallahu ta'an called Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inna Allah ta'ala qal, Man aada li waliyan, Faqad aadantu bilharb. Wa ma taqarrabi ilayya abdi bishayin, Ahabba ilayya mimma futratu alay. Wa la yazalu abdi yataqarrabi ilayya bin nawafin hatta uhibbu. فَإِذَا أَحْبَبْتُهُ كُنْتُ سَمْعُ الَّذِي يَسْمَعُ بِهِ وَبَصْرَهُ الَّذِي يُبْصِرُ بِهِ وَيَدَهُ الَّتِي يَبْطِشُ بِهَا وَيَرْجُلُ الَّتِي يَمْشِي بِهَا وَلَئِنْ سَأَلَنِي لَأُوتِيَنَّ وَلَئِنْ أَسْتَعَاذَنِي لَأُعُوذَنَّهُ رَوَى الْبُخَارِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ سَبِيكَ سَبِيَاتٍ where Allah himself declares in hadith Qudsi in holy tradition and loves the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says whoever shows enmity to a friend of mine, to one whom I love, I declare war on that person. My servant does not draw near to me with anything more beloved to me than the religious duties I have imposed upon him, that which starts in compulsion. But my servant continues to draw near to me with optional extra duties so that I shall love him. When I love him, I am his hearing with his ears with. I become the sight with which he sees with. I become the hands which he strikes with. I become the feet that he walks with. And if he asks of me anything, I will surely grant it to him. And if he asks me refuge, I will surely grant it to him. This hadith is such a powerful hadith to show the love that Allah has, the devotee of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to aspire for that love. And gaining that, Allah's love subhanahu wa ta'ala will be beyond our understanding subhanallah so when we reflect about love we also have to reflect of the means of attaining that love and some of the scholars of the spiritual ways the mashayikh al-tariqah they would speak about this love and to attain it and they would mention that number one to attain in love 
You recite the Quran with contemplation and reflection, seeking to understand its meaning and its intent to implement it and implement it. SubhanAllah. Secondly, drawing close to Allah through optional works, through supererogatory works, after having fulfilled the obligation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is This will cause one to reach the rank of being loved after the rank of love itself, subhanAllah. Number three, having perpetual remembrance of Allah in every state. With a tongue, with a heart, with actions, and the spiritual state itself. One's portion of love is directly commensurate to his portion of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number four, preferring what Allah loves over what you love. Especially during times in which the lower passions, the ego, the wounds, and the fancies overcome the servant, and to scale the levels of his love, even if it may be difficult for him. And to find allowing the heart to witness and experience and know his asma or husna, his names and attributes of and to move about in this garden of knowledge. Well, Allah knows Allah by his names and attributes and actions. Well, love Allah by necessity. Will come into his heart, Number six, witnessing his kindness, his favors, and goodness, both outward and inward. This invites to his love. Number seven, seeing to it that the heart is completely broken and in a state of loneliness and humility in front of him, Allah the Exalted. SubhanAllah. Number eight, engaging in solitary retreat with him in the time of divine fearfulness, intimately conversing with him in solitude, especially in the pre-dawn period, it's known as Tajjud, in that part of the year, of the night, particularly towards the end of the night, it's the last third of the night, come before Fajr Salam, reciting the Quran, standing with the heart, observing the etiquette in front of him, Tajjud Salam, and completing all this just with seeking forgiveness and repentance. Subhanallah. This is the intimacy. When we speak about that solitude, that retreat, where you are in converse, conversation with Allah, when there's no one else looking at you, when everyone is asleep, they are unaware, they are asleep, and you are engaging Allah. In that period of time, there is no show. There is no show, Nas. So in that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look at you. Because you are now with Him alone. And in this is a, a great secret. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said, The one who is constant in that particular ibadah, the tahajjud salah, that night salah, which is before fajr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him five things. Subhanallah. It is the quickest way for him to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's the quickest way to remove his sins, subhanAllah. It is also to relieve all of his sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws him close to him and protects him from falling into sin, into faults and mistakes, subhanAllah. And this is also done by all the salih, salihin, all of those of the prophets, of the messengers, of the friends of Allah and the righteous, they were constant in this tahajjud salah because of the intimacy and being solitary with him and being alone with him. 
And because of this constant with that, and because they did it, he will be counted amongst the righteous, subhanAllah. And fifthly, it, will, it is a cure for your physical self. This is Rasulullah Sallallahu Imagine at the Hajjit Salah, that, that Salah in intimacy with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is a cure for your physical body also, SubhanAllah. This, these are the things that come to the person that seeks that intimacy and love with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And then, the Sheikh also mentioned that sitting with the truthful lovers, with those who are also engaged in seeking the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, carefully taking the fruits of their words, just one takes fruits from trees, and having the proper etiquette in their gatherings, that one does not speak in their presence under their surprise, and one knows that that contains an increase in one's spiritual state and a benefit for others. These are the luminaries. We sit in the company, they transmit and transmit unto you of this spirituality. And in their gatherings, is also uplifting in the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And number 10, he mentions that, taking care to remove oneself far from every means that will serve as barriers between the heart and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not to allow anything else but Allah to be in the heart. Not allow the dunya and all this um, entertainment and all of those that track you and the ambition towards that and possessions and material wealth that that never to be a barrier in your heart between you and Allah as far as his love is concerned. And then, the Shaykh, the Shaykh of Tariqah, those of the spiritual way, the masters of those who have striven for the love of Allah and attained the love of Allah and of those who know, we know as the friends of Allah and the karamat is known, those of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also given that intimacy to be of those to display Allah's power in karamat, in miracles, subhanAllah. The signs of true love. The shaykh said there are many who claim that they love Allah and His Messenger. And it's easy just to make claims. But we shouldn't be deluded by the trickies of our ego, our worms and fancies. Our nas will tell us this, we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But they say that there are signs that points to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will display in the servant. If he has the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I say that number one. The one that truly loves Allah. He loves to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is inconceivable that the heart loves something. Except it also loves to meet. And to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If someone knows there is no way for him to reach that love. Say by departing from this world. And separating from this world through death. And that person must then love death and does not seek to flee from it. SubhanAllah. Just think about it. How many of us really think that death is a passage to Allah and meeting Him? Whereas some of us would rather think, I don't want to die now, I live as long as possible, you know, Allah grant me long life. So that your own lower self will tell you, the world, I love holding on to this. Why well, don't I be this? Of the entertainment. And of all those things that I want to hold on to of material possessions. And rather, look ahead to meet Allah, the one that aspire to love. In the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu says, The one who loves and long to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to meet that person. Let's think about that. If you don't have the love of Allah, we don't want to meet it. If you love in sin, if you love in disobedience of Allah, you would rather be afraid to meet Him because you know, 
is going to take you to account. But you aspire to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In sincerity. In obedience to You would yearn to meet Him. You would yearn and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want to meet you. And what else can it be but the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And its reward that goes with it. Subhanallah. And then secondly, the Shaykh says that the one who aspires to love Allah, the signs of that love is that one prefers what Allah loves over what he loves, both internally and externally. Such a person adheres to Allah's obedience and he steers clear from disobedience of Allah and also laziness and also following his ego. This is what love does. Prefer to that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves above your own love. What you want, what you desire. Subhanallah. And this is also the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that obedience has been shown to us once again by the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says again. Qul, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Qul say unto mankind at last. In kuntum tuhibunullah fattabi'uni yahibukumullah. If you truly love Allah, if you aspire to love Him, follow me, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says. Follow me, Allah says, Rasul, the Prophet, yahibukumullah. On that condition, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you and will pardon you and will give you a sin. Subhanallah. Then again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the intimacy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, an engagement thereof, the person who loves Allah, who aspires to love, he rather wants to be in that stillness and quietness of the night, away from the hustle and bustle and the noise of the material world, to be with his beloved in the most intimate conversations with him. This is love. And we should think about it. Didn't Allah subhanahu create us to love him? Isn't the haq of Allah that we should love him? That he owns us, he created us, he gave us all the bounties and all the favors that we can even enumerate. For Allah says, If you were to count the favors of Allah, you will never be able to enumerate it. So in that alone, you should aspire for the love of your Creator. Then again, that one does not feel regret what is passing by of things besides Allah. Whereas at the same time, he feels immense regret over the hours lost that one has followed Allah's remembrance and obedience. And that person, he frequently returns to his senses after periods of heedlessness with feelings of remorse and repentance. The time he spent without remembering Allah. The time that he is engaged in other things that takes you away from the obedience of Allah. He will fear for that. And then not think about the time that he has spent in the world that means nothing but his miss with Allah. His miss is salah. His miss is dhikr. The remembrance of Allah. In that, he would yearn for that and fear remorse and will come back and make tawbah and ask of Allah to keep his heart and say, Rabbana la tuzikhqulubana ba'ladaytana My Lord, do not let my heart swerve. So after you've guided me, wasabbit aqadami, keep my feet firm. Subhanallah. The next point the Sheikh mentioned, he says, that the one who aspires to love Allah, the sign thereof, is that one tastes the sweetness and he feels delight with acts of worship. And they do not weigh heavily upon him. He feels when he makes ibadah, Alhamdulillah, Allah's guided me. Allah's guided me this ni'mah, I'm a believer. That I can do this to please Allah and attain his love. 
And not to feel, oh, it's not dated. It's time to make salah again. Oh, I don't feel it. Alright, I've got to do it quickly. Otherwise, my mommy and my daddy are going to say, have you made salah? Have you made your maghrib? I've got to do it just because, you know, if I don't do it, I will be blamed. If I don't do it, I'm not a good Muslim. I don't do it, Allah dismisses me. No! You would rather think, Alhamdulillah, Allah has guided me to do this. I love to do this. I'm yearning for the meeting of Allah. When I'm salah, five times, in Allah's presence, subhanAllah. We would rather tramp on that, that Allah subhanAllah, rather please with you, engage in it, and that what Allah loves. Which we mention in this hadith, there's nothing love Allah, that Allah does love dearer than that which is imposed on your servant. Particularly the salah. That is a connection that we have in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then again, the Shaykh mentions that in addition to his love, he's both fearful and optimistic. Under the force of divine awe and exaltation of Allah, he recognizes the awe of Allah. And in that, he is to realize that this awe of Allah is beyond what we can understand. And it might be imagined that fear contradicts love. And some people would think of that. But in this case, it's not so. The one who yearns for love of Allah, that fear would rather be that you be turned away, that you be distant, that he will be veiled from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That would be the fear. And not the fear of, of Allah will just um, punish you or chastise you or throw you jahannam because you don't do things. That's not the lover. Another will feel distance. Another will feel, don't remember Allah. Allah remember, don't you? Don't remember Him. But Allah says in Quran, Bismillah, So remember me, then I remember you. And Allah says, conditionally remember. You don't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're a dead person. What the Rasul says in Hadith. مَثَلَ الَّذِي يَذْكُرُ اللَّهُ وَلَمْ يَذْكُرُ اللَّهُ كَمَثَلَ الْحَيِّ وَالْمَيِّدِ The one who remembers Allah and the one who does not remember Allah is like the living and the dead. It's like the one who is dead and one who is alive. So the one who doesn't remember Allah, do not even associate with him. If you will be able to have spiritual smelling, you will keep away the carcasses and the rotting and you won't smell it, subhanAllah. Other than that, those who remember Allah alive. You smell the sweetness of the living. And you engage with them, and alhamdulillah, that is also what Allah says. Kunu ma'asadiqeen. Associate with the truthful, those who love, they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number nine, Sheikh mentioned that a true lover conceals his love. He abstains from pretentious claims. He doesn't show that I am that person, I am person, love Allah, so I am more humble, and I look more, you know, like one with humility and all that. So he is all time aware of Allah in that divine and jealous guarding of his secret. So one takes caution from outwardly, outwardly manifesting ecstasy and love. Okay, so this is very important. If the person has got that love and is the one engaged in the one that you love, then that is secret. If you have your intimacy with your wife, you're not going to do it in public, isn't it? You're going to make sure it's behind closed doors. Subhanallah. When you're Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that is intimacy. You do not disclose it. It's within you, and you guard it as a secret. Alhamdulillah. So in conclusion, we as Muslims and believers has been given all of this as a ni'mah of Allah to aspire for His love. So He in turn will love us. And we meet him, will be pleased with us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those who follow the way of the Rasul. And in doing it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love us. And in turn, 
Allah's pleasure and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's reward for us will be eternal blessing, eternal felicity, and eternal happiness in the year after. Alhamdulillah. Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guarantee we are good Muslims, inshaAllah subhanahu wa ta'ala.